Welcome back, guys, to the Noodle Cart. This is episode two, six months late, better late than never. Let's get going. So if you guys are fairly new to the community or if you guys are fairly new to the stream, uh, the Noodle Cart is this audio-only podcast that I launched about six months ago. I released the first episode in March 18 of 2018. And since then, um, I, I didn't really get to follow it up with another episode. I could explain it, but it's just going to sound like a bunch of excuses left and right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip that part and just, uh, you know, just show up. And here we are. We're back for episode two, six months late. Like I said in the intro, better late than never. But uh, thank you guys for all the feedback, by the way, from the first episode. Um, again, if, if you guys are new, uh, I, you, I, I, you can find the first episode in our Discord. We have a text channel on Discord. The text channel is, is called the, the Noodle Cart. And you click on um, the hashtag episodes text channel and you will see the first episode right there. Um, it's a SoundCloud, li- SoundCloud link. And we're back. We're back for episode two. In this episode, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to try to follow up with... Um, on Discord, you guys left a bunch of questions for for a follow-up episode after episode one. And it seems like it seems to work, you know? Uh, the fact that you guys dropped questions, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's momentum for the first episode. I want to keep going with it. So I'm going to answer some of it, probably not all. But um, there are some really good questions here that I feel like will be the topic of the podcast um, but before that uh like i said earlier i just want to thank all of you guys for the feedback um it's kind of a bittersweet thing that i wasn't able to continue the podcast straight away because um the, the six months from episode two from episode one to this episode which is episode two it gave me a lot of time to really think of what direction i want to go with uh with the podcast and not only that but you guys give a lot of good feedback and, and recently a, f- a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago um some of you guys said that um you guys needed something to listen to while at work uh some some i guess you know i assume some sort of long form th- content so i feel like a, an audio podcast is perfect because you don't need to keep your eyes on anything you can just you know get your phone plug your phones on and act like you're not listening to anything you know <laughs> i mean act like you're actually paying attention to work at, at, at work and but you're really you're just listening to something else now but um so n- because of all the feedback i i kind of understand now what you guys want from the podcast but of course it's still gonna be a continuous process of trying to figure everything out um i do want to make this podcast better and better just like just like how i do my streams you know every stream i want to be better than the last stream uh, same with my youtube videos by the way speaking of um, that, that's what I, I've been really busy with for the past six months from episode one and episode two was trying to figure out what platforms I want to be on aside from Twitch. Twitch is always going to be a thing. I'm always going to be streaming. I am a streamer, period. I'm a full-time streamer and a part-time everything else. Um, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. So um, I, I have been uploading, uh, I have been doing uh, producing YouTube videos for the past couple of weeks um also i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to tailor videos for youtube i'm not just trying to grab uh, vods off of twitch or videos off of twitch and just pasting it on copy pasting on youtube and nothing else i, I am trying to like make commentary video uh, I'm, I'm trying to like tailor youtube videos for youtube i just don't want to i don't want to just like grab vods and smack them on youtube i really want to make sure that um the videos the videos I produce for YouTube are mainly for YouTube and the things I do on Twitch are for Twitch 
and I also launched. So if you guys want to check out uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash ramen style. And um, I also launched, officially launched my Facebook page for the, for the stream, for the brand, facebook.com slash twitch ramen style. Uh, I, I think Facebook is such an essential platform nowadays uh, because like almost everyone's on Facebook. And I noticed that a lot of brands reach out to people through Facebook pages. So I, so I had to do it. And not only that, I feel like Facebook is the perfect perfect platform for me to kind of to kind of cross post everything. You know, we, we, I have I, so I've been posting a lot of uh, short clips on Instagram lately. I, I try to tweet as much on Twitter. Of course, we have my I have my live streams on Twitch and YouTube videos on YouTube. And I know that um, some of you guys exclusive exclusively follow me on those on on specific platforms. Like example, I have some YouTube subscribers who are only subscribed to YouTube and aren't are probably not following my twitch i have uh you know most of you guys are from obviously i met most of you from twitch like 90 99% of you are from twitch and don't really check my instagram or twitter or whatsoever um i have people on twitter only instagram only so facebook is kind of the platform i want to just uh you know combine everything in, into into like uh a portal for for all the content ramen style related uh so this like the podcast as well will be will be will be posted on the Facebook page. Uh, so if you guys want to keep updated with the brand, I, I do do I do highly super highly suggest you guys to please like and follow the Facebook page again. That's facebook.com slash twitch ramen style. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, the way I do my podcast, by the way, if you guys uh, haven't heard the first one, it's very raw. Um, right when I click on start recording. I'm not gonna edit in between whatsoever. Uh, so if I, you know, if I end up coughing or like having a, you know, kind of like a writer, not a writer's block, but like you know, like a, a mental block, and I stop talking, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. It's gonna be as raw as I can make it. So no edits. Um, the only thing that's edited is probably like the music and the intro. That's pretty much it. But uh, so let's get started with the episode again. If you guys are listening, I just really want to thank you guys for supporting one the stream. To, um, this podcast, the fact that you're listening to it right now, and um, you know, just just supporting, just supporting me in, in this whole content creation uh, life, and I think that's something I, I do want to talk about on this podcast because there there's actually a question. <coughs> um, you guys, you guys dropped several questions on Discord. By the way, if you guys are not on my Discord, uh, do check out do do join the Discord. Um, people have been leaving questions on discord and uh so so yeah um discord if you guys like this podcast if you guys are liking this podcast i highly suggest you join up our discord and uh you know you can drop questions for future episodes or you can drop feedback um so all that so beyond discord guys that's that's where i kind of try to interact with people when i'm off stream <coughs> excuse me my, my throat's kind of dry chat uh, wait, I just said chat. Whoops, sorry. So if you guys are wondering, um, you know, I am a full-time streamer and I say chat when I'm referring to the people watching, but no one's watching this. It's I'm recording it offline. There's no there's no live viewers. There's no chat. Anyways, um, so uh, let's. I'm going to go through a, a list of questions. Um, I'll try to answer them as fast as I can, but there are a few questions here I do want to stick to. Um, so let's, let's start with some... Uh, Here's a couple dropped by Rizal, my boy Rizal. If you are going to be the author of your own book, what kind of the book would you put? Holy crap, that's a good question. What? Uh, I was about to ask, and then he 
ask a follow-up question what game made you very recognizable on twitch i don't think i'm very recognizable on twitch by the way i just feel you know we have a very intimate community but uh, to answer the second question really quick it was it was pubg uh pubg and rocket league rocket league i i was able to get like my first five solid regulars through rocket league and then the remaining chunk was from pubg uh if you guys have been watching the streams um from day one of tarkov before tarkov you guys already know this i say this all the time on stream excuse me chat i just said chat again holy crap i gotta get used to this guys it is not chat um chat is the wrong term for podcast but anyway um if you guys i said this all the time on stream before tarkov i used to be a PUBG main rocket league main and the csgo main uh there were different months where i was playing these games but overall that those were the games i was playing um <coughs> So yeah, just to answer the question, Rizal, those are the games. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't consider myself "quote unquote" very recognizable. But I appreciate all of you guys who keep coming back to the stream. Really appreciate it. If you're going to put, so go back to the first question. If you're if you're going to be the author of your own book, what title of the book would you put? That's so good. That's a good question. Again, so I, I try to like really, not really. So I I did see your questions before recording, but I did want to think of the answers during the podcast because I want to make it as like quote unquote organic as possible. So <coughs> let me think of an answer here. Um, that's such a good question, though. It is a, uh, I I've been reading a lot of like kind of like self help, motivational, business related books, and one of the titles that really stuck to me um, of the many books I've read so far is uh, "Ego Is the Enemy." Um, I think that's that's such a good book title. Again, it's not. I mean, you're asking me to think of my own title. Obviously, that's it's really taken. But uh, just to answer, just to throw you a curveball and answer it in a different way, "Egos the Enemy" is probably the the best book title I've I've seen so far. Um, it is one of my favorites, but not my top favorite book. But "Egos the Enemy" is such a good book title because I really believe it is. Um, you know how like. You can you can have all the success in the world, or you can you can have good days. But if if you have such an ego, you know I think ego can really eat you up, eat you alive, and it will it can just turn things around like in a snap. So um, that's a really hard question uh, question to answer. But I would so just to answer it in a, in a kind of a different way, ego is the enemy is the is the best book title I've. I've heard and I've seen and I kind of stand by that principle a lot nowadays is that I try not to I try not to let the ego get the best of me and I feel like that's what's kept me sane um, in this whole live streaming world doing daily streams Monday to Friday eight hours a day since January or I think even November I was doing daily streams but um, yeah uh, th- that's one of the book titles that really stuck to me i gotta think of a, of a more original one Rizal, but uh i'll let you know next time i think of one. I, that's that's something i gotta sit down on and really think of but uh yeah i think i think i hope i hope that answer is okay um m gods uh who is one of my mods uh if you could play only one game for the rest of your life which game would it be right now it's it's tarkov man i've been playing tarkov for the past three months uh straight up um like 
ever since you know, I used to play a lot of PUBG, CS:GO, and, and Rocket League. You guys know that, and other variety game. I used to be a variety streamer up until I found Tarkov, and I feel like I feel like Tarkov is a game I can stick with for the next couple of years. You know, I don't want to preempt anything, but I'm gonna you know put it out there in the world in the universe that I can do Tarkov for years. I think that's a game I can stick to for quite a while. I love the game, man. Like you guys know how much I love it. If you guys watch the streams, you guys know how in love I am with Tarkov. Tarkov is such a great game. It's the it's the best shooter I've played in a, in a very long time. Um I love it. I love it. I don't get sick of it, man. Uh 3 months straight 8-hour streams. It's 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 a game I can stick to. So that's Escape from Tarkov. Uh I almost said chat. Um, that's Escape from Tarkov, guys. If you guys haven't really seen my stream lately, I have been playing Escape from Tarkov for the past about three months. <clears throat> um, it's a survival, milsim, hardcore shooter, strategy game. It's just like a really, really great FPS shooter. Um, MMO, FPS, action. I don't, there's so many genres in this game. No, but uh, I, I, I highly suggest you guys check it out. Again, it's Escape from Tarkov. Escape from T-A-R-K-O-V, Tarkov. Tarkov is a fictional Russian city, by the way, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, I highly, if you guys haven't really seen my streams lately, I highly suggest you check out the game. Or you can check out the streams. I, I do stream it um, on the daily. So, yeah. Um, Yun Pakalawa, uh, who is my first mod ever on, on, on stream, like since Rocket League days. Share with us a piece of literature, book, poem, essay, speech, etc. That really stayed with you, inspired, or helped you be who you are now. Follow up if you can give us a line, a quote, idea from the piece of literature. So again, um, <coughs> I read these questions. I, I did read these questions, but I try not. I try not to preempt the answer too much, so it doesn't sound scripted as I record this. But um, I wish I had my books on me right now, so I could actually like go through all the books I've read and and really go uh, maybe pick out a line. But uh, if if share us a piece of lit a book. Um, I think one of the one of my favorite books as of late, um, and I guess this is something I can talk about podcast after podcast. If you guys are interested in the books I read, let me know. Maybe we can talk about that on, uh, talk about that on the podcast for future episodes. But <clears throat> one of my favorite books uh, as of late, and I think a lot some of you may know it, is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, that's one of the books that really stayed with me. Unf- again, unfortunately, I can't really give you a line straight out of it. Um, well, you know, I can't. Maybe I actually come to think of it, I, I kind of do remember some lines. It it may not be correct word per word, but um, there was one of the there was a an excerpt from the subtle art of not giving a fuck uh, about uh, it's it's the author said something like in again this is not word per this is not verbatim this is not word per word but it goes something like in our life um, we only have a limited or a finite amount of fucks to give. And so because we only have, um, there's a finite amount, it, it, it'll run out. You know, the amount of fucks you can give in your, in your lifetime, it runs out. So you got to make sure that you, you, give those, you give those fucks out to the things that actually matter. Um, and that has, that's something that really stuck to me for a very long time. Uh, that's something that, you know, a lot of shit happens in life. You know, whatever career you are, whatever walk of life you have. We're all different, but you know, everyone comes across a lot of obstacles, whether big or small. And I think what stresses a, a lot of people out is when they worry too much about too many things, or in other words, when they give too much fucks about everything. You know, when they give a fuck about everything in life. And I feel like ever since reading that book and really choosing what part of my life I really need to give a fuck about, 
it's really helped me move forward with everything. And I think that's something that, uh, it's a book, by the way, I highly suggest if you guys haven't read it, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck um, is, is, is a really great book. I'm on my computer right now. Let, let me, Subtle Art of Not, yeah, that's a title, right? Yeah, it is. There you go. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's a, it's a really great book. Highly suggest you guys grab it. Um, it's something that, uh, ever since reading it, it's, it really changed a lot a lot for me, man. Like, uh, it made me stre- uh, stress out. Uh, it, made me, it made me, like, worry less about a lot of things. Uh, you know, I used to give a fuck about everything before. And nowadays, I only really try to give a fuck about things that actually matter. So... Um, yeah, I hope that answers that answers answers your question, Pangalawa. Thank you again for the for the for the uh, for the question, dude. So here's a really good one. Um, this is by Scherzo and Scherzo Animato, who's also another regular on stream. Uh, I actually went to high school with him, <clears throat> and I only found out that he was my uh, high school batchmate. Like, how many months ago, Scherzo? Did I ask you? Just a couple of months ago, and you've been on my stream for quite a while. And I only found out recently that we were actually batchmates. Anyways, um, question for the next. Uh, so yeah. Uh, he said on Discord, question for the next podcast, uh, mayhaps. When you, when you decided to go full-time streaming, did you have to explain to your family what it was exactly? Did they get it? Or was there some difficulty convincing them uh, it was a li- viable livelihood? This is such an awesome question. Thank you for asking this, Scared. So, uh, and I th- and remember like earlier in the podcast, I said something like, There's, there are a few questions that I really want to make the topic of the podcast. And I think this is one of them. <coughs> to be honest, this question can end comp- like it can it can really define this whole podcast. Uh, I think I'll I think there's a question I can stick to for quite a while. But uh, to answer your question, um, the, going full time as a streamer was probably the hardest decision I've ever made um, in my life so far. Like it was the first real decision I've made that really took a lot of courage and strength. Um, let me let me get into it. Uh, so. <clears throat> I, I would say that my family is very they're very open about a lot of things you know um, of course like my you know your parents will always be your parents like they're always going to worry about you and that's something I had to really understand down the road uh, because so my, my, my parents are uh, they, you know they come from very traditional backgrounds of, of like career career wise it's you know my, my dad's a lawyer my mom's an optometrist and then um, my two eldest brothers became doctors. And then my, uh, basically most of my siblings uh, have quite traditional careers. Uh, um, you know, day jobs, corporate jobs, doctors, and then my dad's a lawyer. So you get the idea, very traditional. And as I was graduating high school and uh, we were trying to figure out what I wanted to, wanted to study in college, most of the the first options uh, were influenced by my more by my mom. My mom wanted me to get into like the medical field, uh, and then you know of course my dad wanted me to try out maybe you know he wanted me to he gave me law as an option you know uh, basically their backgrounds their own backgrounds and I was very close to become to to at least trying in the medical field because my brothers are doctors and like um, you know it seemed like a nice title to have i wanted to be a doctor it sounded cool but as i was graduating high school i realized um that it's not me it's not who i am uh i'm not like my brothers my brothers are amazing doctors and i'm, I'm not i don't think i'm that uh and i it's this sounds very cheesy or very existential guys but like when i was graduating high school i started 
I said I had these days where I tried to figure out who I really wanted to be or who am I like what do I like and in high school I played a lot of video games like you can ask my family I spent a lot of time on the computer on the consoles like just a lot of hours of Counter-Strike Call of Duty 4 or whatever games I had on the consoles as well um 90% of my high school life was spent on the computer uh, if I wasn't out with friends, I was at home playing video games. It, it's it's a big part of my life. Um, but at that time, uh, you know, well, until now, in in a way, in, in a very traditional family, you you have you know, video games isn't the best thing in the world. You know, it's video games is kind of like, it, it's okay to play video games, but you know, it's not something you want to look at as a career like what I'm doing now. But um, so. I, I knew I enjoyed playing video games, but never came across my mind that I wanted to get into the video game industry. Because at that time, and like I, gra- I was graduating high school about 2009. Yeah, 2009, I graduated high school. At that time, I didn't know much about the video game industry. Uh, I, I just thought that, okay, there's, you know, it's either become a game developer, but I don't think I'll ever get paid to play video games. So it was either, you know, medical field, law, or or, or riot kind of thing i don't know what else to do and then my brother uh some of my brothers also a couple of my brothers also took like marketing or like business related courses and my sister was in it so it was very traditional courses and i, I don't know what i wanted i thought i wanted to get into like a business course maybe i don't know start a business or i, I had no idea like zero idea and then i started like really trying to tap into myself and like try to figure out what do, what do you really want to do like what what is what is what is vince what is ramen and I knew I loved I loved being on the computer. At that time, I was like, "Well, I'm very computer savvy." Um, uh, like I, I in my family, I was the one who spent like most the most hours on the computer. I, you know, I could at that time, of course, I could I, like I felt like reformatting a computer and like you know just tinkering with Windows was like you know good enough and like so I just knew that I just knew that maybe I should get into IT or something that has something to do with computers but I don't want to code I don't want to like type you know all day so um at that time I I recently discovered Photoshop and I would like play around with Photoshop and just do stupid things and post stupid things on at that time Facebook or Friendster and like you know Photoshop my friends faces on stuff or like Photoshop random things or you know, just Photoshop, you know, the first time you, you discover Photoshop, it's like, oh my gosh, so much things you can do with like, you know, photo manipulation or whatever. And uh, so long story short, I, I kind of like concluded with myself that, okay, you love, you love being on the computer. So why don't you look into gra- being a graphic artist? And then I, I took a, you know, a reality check, like, wait, reality check, Vince, you can't even draw, you can't even draw straight lines. So why would you get into graphic design? Um... And I, I, I kind of thought maybe I can teach myself how to draw, but I, you know, I was like, it's kind of impossible in a sense. I mean, it's possible maybe, but then like, I, I really have almost zero drawing skills. So like, why even bother? Um, so, it's uh, so I, I started, you know, to think a bit more like, okay, computers is a good thing. Um, what else do I like doing? And in high school, I used to do like, you know, when you have group work and you had to make like a, a short film or like a video work video project I, I always try to take the lead and like because i love using a video camera and i love i love editing i just seen you know, anything computer related photoshop editing and all that so i i started thinking about it and um i decided you know what uh, my, my my one of my brothers told me oh why don't you look into multimedia arts which is you know uh now coined as mma um and uh, our local college here in the philippines college of saint benil offered MMA, multimedia arts, and it was 
the College of Saint Benilde was at that uh, at that time, and I hope until now, I, I really don't know. But at that time, it was like the top multimedia school here in the Philippines, at least you know based on what I know. They were like one of the first, and they were you know they were. I would say they were one of the best, and I am a graduate of College of Saint Benilde, so of Milton Yards, by the way. Yeah. So long story short, I did end up taking MMA. So I am proud of. I'm a proud MMA alumnus. Um, I'm gonna stand by that we are the best in multimedia. But anyways, um, so I decided to take multimedia arts because I felt like it it covered everything. It covered two D animation, three D animation, graphic design, um, film web development web design and all that and i felt like that was who i was that was what i would do on my free time i would play video games i would tinker with websites tinker with video editing photoshop although i was really super amazing at all that i knew how to do it so it was the typical jack of all trades jack of all trades master of none kind of thing so um i ended up taking multimedia arts uh so the, the reason why i'm talking about all this guys is that just that first decision of not going the traditional way of like going to med or or law or or you know stuff like that was the first difficult thing to explain to at least my parents like that i wanted to get into multimedia um instead of like the usual med and stuff and they you know they of course they were worried like okay uh i guess yeah i mean it's okay like if if that's what you want sure but uh you know how do you make money off of that kind of thing so i don't know i mean i just felt like uh i don't know at that time i was like i'll be a graphic artist or web developer i'll be uh i'll be a multimedia artist basically in a in an agency in an ad agency or something so that was kind of like the plan off of college uh, they're very typical um i just knew that i was computer savvy and i wanted to take up a course that was computer that would test my computer savviness um, so long story short, I ended up taking multimedia arts in College of St. Benil here in the Philippines. And um, that was the first difficult choice. It was the first difficult thing to like kind of explain to my f- parents, at least, and my family that I don't want to go to the usual path and I want to do my, you know, I want to get into like something, you know, multimedia. And um, in my multimedia college life, I, I ended up finding a lot of deep passion for videography. And most of you who, who watch my streams, you guys know, I've explained that a ton of times on my stream that before streaming, I used to be a full-time videographer. Um, and so that's the thing I, I got the most out of multimedia arts was that learning how to become a videographer. Uh, that, that was the thing I, I, I learned the most out of it. And I, I eventually had a, had, you know, had a good career as a videographer. And um, th- that's another thing, by the way. Uh, so I really wanted to explain this because, you know, coming out of college, the traditional choice to make is you apply in a, like a TV network as a multimedia artist, like a TV network, ad agency, a production house, whatever. Um, you know, typical. Like at that time, I was I was very into videography. So, you know, um, my family was most probably my family's most probably expecting me to like apply in like an ad agency or a local tv network and you know try to be a director try to be a i don't know editor whatever in in a network in a huge network or a nice company but um what happened was i made a conscious decision to be to become a freelance videographer uh and that you know of course parents being parents they were worried about me they were like yeah, they would always check up on me, like, how much are you really earning? And, you know, can you make a livelihood out of this? Can you raise a family being a freelance videographer? Um, 
so that was the next hard thing to explain to my parents or my you know my family uh, that freelance was something I wanted to do freelance photography because I felt like um, I felt like I I, I I could make it as a freelancer because um, I don't know you know I had a lot of confidence in myself as a videographer I, I didn't want to be tied do- tied down to a company and I didn't I wasn't I really I never really believed in the whole uh, corporate day job setting uh, I don't like I don't like nine to fives. Uh, it's just who I am, you know. I I, I had a the only experience of a nine to five I had nine to five I had was when I had an internship before I graduated college. You know, you have you're required required to go through an internship, and I was in a web development company for a couple of months, and it was a nine to five. Uh, at that time, it was six. I would uh, I had to show up at work at six a.m. and uh, all the way till three p.m. And you know, I was I was part of I was part of a web design team. So, and, and just coming into work Monday to Friday, waking up early, waking up extra early, and showing up at the office, doing work, sit down, try to be as productive as you can, try to look busy, uh, try to make sure the bosses see that you're you're doing good work. Have lunch break. After lunch break, you sit down again. Again, make sure that uh, the bosses see that you're doing amazing work. <laughs> it was just like this this thing where it's, I didn't like the feeling. So uh, just going through that internship, I knew 100% that I wanted to be a freelancer and not a corporate uh, worker. So I became a freelance, freelance videographer for, for, uh, you know, f- for my career. You know, uh, it was something that I had to, I, it was a long-term thing of trying to convince my parents or my family that I'm going to be okay. Um, that I can do this. I can I can build a career from scratch. You know, as a freelancer, no one knows my name. You know, no one knows uh, who's this guy out coming out of college. Why would I hire him? So there was no point for people to really hire me. I had to make a name for myself from 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 zero. And eventually, uh, from I graduated college in 2013. I was a freelance videographer up until 2018. Um, fast forward to 2018, I made a conscious decision to become a full time streamer. Uh, and the reason why to get to this point of talking about how I had to, how I could how I can how I talked to my parents I would say parents more than just my family because um, my siblings will always understand or will always kind of have a sense of trust in what I do but you know my parents will always be the most worried about uh, among all of them so um, uh, the the reason why I, I said this super long story is because this is not the first time that I had to try to explain to my parents about something very unorthodox. Uh, this is like the nth time, really. Like, so just free, you know, from college that I wanted to take up multimedia was already one, and then two, I wanted to be a freelancer instead of being a corporate, a usual corporate guy, corporate worker, corporate employee. Um, and uh, you know, it took me. I would say that my video, my videography career was quite successful. I, I did. You know, I, I did work with awesome people. I met a lot of really great people from clients to coworkers to colleagues. Um, it was a great time. I, I, I earned, I, 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 I believe if I, you know, if I kept going with it, uh, I could 100% raise a family with what I was earning through videography. But um, there, in about about two December November about October actually no no about the whole of 2017 really, the whole of 2017, um, it was I, I started dabbling 
like I start I started to da- is dabbling a word anyway I started to dabble into like video games again um so in high school I used to play a lot of video games then college happened college was you know I had to be in college you really have to kind of put in the work and uh I, I was I was just focusing a lot on college trying to build a trying to make sure I get to build a career out of college so I kind of dropped video games for a while I did play some video games within in, in when I was in college but not as much as I used to in high school eventually video games kind of just slowly died down on me and then uh straight off of college I stopped I didn't really play much video games. Um, and then in 2016, early 2016, I built my first ga- uh, gaming PC. At least it was an editing PC at that time because I was a videographer and I needed... I was using a, an old gaming laptop to edit my videos and it was starting to chug a bit. So I started saving up money for my projects and made sure that I put budget aside to build a PC. Eventually built built the PC. Actually, actually, the gaming PC I'm using right now is the same PC from early 2016. Um, so when I built that PC, I was saying to myself that you are not going to put video games in this because it's going to ruin your produ- productivity as a videographer. So I, I didn't really put video games on it. Um, and then I just couldn't resist, man. Like, you know, when you have a gaming PC, you got to put video games on it. <laughs> when you have a gaming capable PC, rather, you got to put video games on it. So I, started, I, started, I installed Rocket League. It was one of my first games. I installed The Division, but The Division didn't really stay with me for very long. Um, so I started playing video games during my off hours when i'm done doing work as a videographer editing or shooting uh off hours if i have free time i play video games i would just it was just you know back to high school days just spending hours on on the computer just playing video games i was just so addicted like it's just it's who i am man like i just enjoy video games so much and then um after uh so you know after playing so much video games i started thinking what if i try to you know make internet content of video games like you know youtube or something at that time i was thinking of doing youtube so i i uh, contacted some friends um again shout out to jello uh tonyo and rob um these uh, three friends of mine i knew they were gamers and they were uh they were people i was quite close to and so i approached them and i was like hey guys uh you know all f- four of us myself rob jello and tonyo we all play video games we all like video games and uh we're all from the production life uh you know me jello and tonya were, were were all from we all met through production when i say production like videography my videography life uh rob rob uh was a friend of mine um from from my childhood days he was my game was my online one of my f- first online super close friends uh that i met through gaming so he was so uh i contacted them three and i wanted to start a youtube show with them so um we started a youtube show called local play uh and we we i think we did this in early 2017 um again this was out of my just sheer hunger and thirst for gaming content i really wanted to uh i really wanted to make it like um you know I, i wanted to make a show that was entertaining and fun and hopefully eventually it could pay for itself that i could do more content it wasn't to earn money period it, i just wanted to do something outside of videography that, that that was just out of passion and fun and you know and i i was hoping that it could it would do so well that um you know it would gain traction maybe get sponsors earn through you know youtube monetization whatsoever so that you know put all that budget we earn from it back into the show to make even a better show and you know maybe one day we can all quit our jobs and become youtubers uh but long uh fast forward months later the show failed um 
uh, you know, it wasn't, it didn't gain much traction. Uh, and it just took too much effort to make uh, for the results we were getting, basically. So basically, to put it into very just frank words, we were, I was, we were spending too much time on the show with very little views, I think. So that, that, that's kind of like what's, what it sums up what I felt about the show. <coughs> so we, de- uh, we decided to stop it for a bit and we were hoping to come back to it. But when we stopped it, the momentum stopped and we didn't really know what to, how to get back into it. Uh, there's just a lot of factors why it was hard to come back to it. Um, but mainly it was that we were, spe- we were using up too much resource for, um, you know, for mediocre results. And I felt like it wasn't worth it. So we ended up, st- we ended up um, stopping the show after a couple of episodes. But it was a good time though. Um, I learned a lot from it. And you know, it's something that will always be a part of my life. And I'm actually open to coming back to that show eventually. Um, that will always be... I mean, we're, we're all still good friends. There was no bitter ending. We're all great friends still. Um, it was just, you know... A mutual agreement guys uh, it's hard it's really hard to pull off so let's give it a break and let's come back to it if we can in the future so we stopped that and when we stopped that it kind of like hurt me a bit because i was really hoping to kind of mix i i, I had this really great hunger for video game content and uh when we started doing local play i was you know of course i was still a full-time videographer and <coughs> um kind of i kind of opened pandora's box with doing local play once we stopped local play, I would still wake up every day, still super hungry to do gaming content. It would never leave my mind. Even when I was in projects, when I was like shooting projects as a videographer, you know, let's say I have a corporate client doing some, you know, documentary for them. In every shoot, every time I'm editing, all I can think of is I wish local play worked out. I wish I could, I wish I'm still doing video game content. I wish, I wish, I wish. Like it was just something I couldn't stop thinking of. Um, so I started thinking, hmm, what if I uh, try... I was, at that time, I was thinking of putting up my own YouTube channel, you know, maybe play Rocket League and like do you, Rocket League content. But I, I, so I did try making some. I tried recording some, but when I was recording them, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like it was interesting. So I, I never posted them. Um, they're probably gone by now. They're long deleted. But um, and then and then I, I, I started. Uh, I've always been watching Twitch, so so we transitioned to like how I got into Twitch. I was I've always been watching Twitch. I've been, uh, the, the the Twitch streamer I watched the most was is Summit One G, and you guys know if you guys know watch my stream, you guys know Summit One G is my favorite streamer. Um, so I, I used to lot, lot, I watch a lot of Summit One G, just purely Summit One G. I would wake up, uh, I would sleep to his, I would sleep to his streams. Literally, I would Chromecast it on my TV in the room, and I just you know, fall asleep watching him. Wake up, he's still streaming, and then um. So Twitch really was so interesting to me, and I felt like, huh, why don't I try streaming? So uh, at that time, I I, I, tried, I tried live streaming on Facebook, you know, for a couple of friends, and then and then uh, I started doing Rocket League streams on Facebook, and then one of my friends approached me, and he was like, uh, Jammy, shout out to Jammy, he was like, Yo, why don't you try streaming on Twitch instead of Facebook? And I was like, Well, you know, Facebook, it's easier to reach out to people. I have a bunch of friends there, so you know, you already have an audience in a sense. But but you know. My friend was like, yeah, but you know, Twitch is Twitch. You have the the future is there kind of thing. So I kind of thought about it. It's like, yeah, you're right. So I trans- transitioned to Twitch, made um, dug up an old Twitch account. Uh, at that time, it was still called twitch.tv slash VinceCab, which was my name, you know, Vince Cabrera. It's, that was my Twitch name, VinceCab. It was an old Twitch account. Um, 
but down the road, uh, guys, I eventually changed it to ramen style to what it is today. But sorry, I I heard something uh, pop really quick here. But I think I think it was in another room. Anyways, um, back to my story. Sorry. Um, so I I started the uh, tra- I started streaming on Twitch with um. Give me a sec, chat. Uh, sorry, I, I I said chat again. Give me a second, guys. All right, I just had to check what that pop was. I heard a pop. I don't think it was in my in my room. Anyways, um, so I started streaming on on Twitch, and it was a good time. It was a good time. I, I was streaming for a couple of guys, no one really watching, and then, you know, streaming Rocket League, casually though, casually. And very like you know every Sunday I think it was every Sunday night it was just you know I wouldn't stream regularly it was just like trying it out and I I didn't really tell my girlfriend about it told no one about it the only people who knew I was streaming was just you know my gaming friends and then eventually I told my girlfriend about it down the road and I was like uh, hey babe uh, yeah I'm trying this thing it's 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 live streaming games on Twitch she's like what you're playing video games uh, I would always hide playing video games by the way for my girlfriend like. Um, after editing, I would play video games, and she'd be like, "What are you doing?" Um, so I'm just editing, but really, I was playing video games. Don't fight me for this, babe. No, but um, uh, so I started uh just playing a lot of. I started streaming um when I had free time, uh, but I wasn't taking it seriously. You know, I was just I was kind of just doing it just so that the the videos are up online. Didn't really bother. I don't never really thought about making a Twitch career out of it. And then eventually, uh, t- but I, I realized that that's kind of my excuse. That was kind of my excuse for myself that, no, I'm just doing this casually. It's not like I'm trying to become a streamer. But I realized that I did want to become a streamer. And I was just trying to avoid it. I was scared of it. I was afraid of trying it because I felt like I, felt like I wasn't good enough. So I, was just, so I would just tell myself, well, you know, I'm a videographer. I don't have time to stream. So I never really bothered taking it seriously and then i started seeing summit's channel grow um bigger and bigger each day like it was just growing and growing and he at that time he was really a big streamer but you know he was continuously growing and i just i started falling in love with with the stream a lot and that love for summit stream kind of inspired me to kind of start my own channel and hopefully th- what i felt for summit people would feel for me as well kind of can't get what i mean like if i'm inspired by summit i want to inspire someone else as well so um so 2017, the whole of 2017, I was doing videography, but at the side, I was streaming casually, very casually. And it came to a point where um, I really wanted to, I was so frustrated with losing local play and, and kind of failing at it that I was so hungry to make a kind of like comeback for myself, by the way. For, like, I just really wanted to, to just make a comeback for my personal, like, for my it's for, for my own personal reasons like i wanted i felt frustrated that i gave up on on the gaming content with local play so i wanted to continue it still but because local play was almost impossible to continue at that time i felt like what if i start my own thing and you know fast forward to date it's it's what the twitch channel is today um it there was a so to go back to the question um, so I, okay, the question again. If you guys forgot what the question was, when did you de- when you decided to go full time streaming? Did you ex- ha- uh, did you have to explain to your family what it was exactly they get it, or was there some difficulty convincing them it was a viable livelihood? So um, I already explained to some of my siblings what local play was about. That it was this gaming show that I wanted to 
push and hopefully we get sponsors out of it and it could pay for itself and we could k- keep doing it and maybe you know do it full time in the future but um so they kind of had, had an idea what what i was doing um fa- my parents kind of have kind of had an idea but they didn't really you know no it wasn't doing super amazing so uh when it ended um i still had that hunger for gaming content so i decided to continue it through streaming on twitch and then um in about so i started streaming on twitch about casually about january february and i started taking it a little more seriously when pubg came out in march of 2017 when pubg came out i was blown away with the game started streaming it a lot and i i started watching summit play it and i was like holy crap this game is so streamable like compared to like something like rocket league at least you know that's that was by the way my super personal opinion that is not fact but like at that time that's what i thought i was like this seems like very streamable like it's so super interesting there's downtime to kind of talk to people um you can make each each uh game of PUBG is its own story in itself it's like a storytelling machine simulation because like every every game uh, of PUBG is kind of a story to tell like battle royale was such a it's such a good genre and that's why it's so famous now it's like every every game is so different. Every game is a story to tell. Like, like PUBG is that is that kind of game where after a game, like if it's win or lose, if it was a super intense one, it's a type of game. Excuse me, it's a type of game where after the game you go up to your friends and tell them about it. Like, oh my god, dude, I just had this PUBG game where you know I was like the last guy in the circle. There were three other guys and blah blah blah. You just tell stories about it, and I felt like that was the perfect game to to, to stream. So that's when it clicked in my head. Like, why don't I try to start a you know try to take streaming more seriously and kind of get my name out there and try to be a PUBG streamer kind of thing and so that's when I started streaming more frequently uh, I no longer did just Sundays I started doing like almost as, as frequent as I could and that's when I talked to my girlfriend about it I was like babe there's this thing it's it's Twitch streaming blah 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 like uh, I told her about what streaming is and the potential behind it and everything and she at that time she's like oh, come on this is just video games like this, this is not gonna work like she wasn't really believing it but at the same time she trusted me that I saw something that she didn't see and I started just streaming more frequently. Uh, I don't remember how many times, I, don't, I don't clearly remember how many times a week I would stream, but it was quite frequent more than before, more than once a week before PUBG came out. So, you know, like I come home from a shoot, finish an edit right after the edit, I started, I started, uh, you know, streaming right away. And months down the road, that's when I realized I wanted to, I wanted to stream and I, I kind of lost my passion for videography it was when I would, rush videos or i would try to finish videos as fast as i can like edits because i wanted to stream and um it and it further convinced me to do daily streams when uh, my stream grew exponentially when i say exponentially like no one was really watching for like months you know i was i was streaming i remember i have vods from like january 2017 and i was streaming like uh i was I, i i didn't miss a month of streaming and um about I think September, about September, August of 2017, I met Janilla, or he's now known as Vanilla, um, who came by my stream and introduced me to a stream team called Pinoy Squad Team, which is it's a stream team uh, on Twitch. Uh, for short, it's called PST. And he invited me to that stream team because he felt like, yeah, he he felt like it had helped my stream. Um, oh, before that, by the way, um, how I met Vanilla first of all was that there was a Facebook group called Streamers Philippines, and one of my friends, um, Nerf Don, that's his online moniker or his real name, Don. Um, Don would advertise my stream without even me knowing on this Facebook group, and eventually, 
I found out about it. They told me about it. It's like you should you should post it yourself. You should join this group, advertise yourself there, and it's what got me my first great traction and great growth and great push was joining the streamers Philippines group. I met a lot of local streamers. Met a lot of uh, new new people on Twitch. And then um, that's when I met Vanilla. Uh, Vanilla came by my stream, and he was a he was a partner streamer already at that time. And I was like, oh my gosh, a partner streamer coming by my stream, and he he heard that I was trying to grind to to be top like you know top one hundred in Asia, um, in PUBG and the leaderboards, and he, he came by my stream and asked. Uh, I remember his. Uh, this is a line uh, that we say all the time. It's uh, he says all the time to me. It's like, are you the? Uh, I think are you the one? Are you the one? What, what was it, Vanilla? Sorry, let let me let me refresh a bit. Um, was it? Uh, are are you the one I'm looking for? Something like that. It was basically. Um, I I don't remember. I don't remember the exact line, but I think I was. I think I'm right, Vanilla. Am I right, Vanilla? If you're if you're listening to this right now, um, he's like, are, are you the one I'm looking for? Basically, am I the duo partner he's looking for um, to kind of grind for duo F, uh, duo Asia uh, duos in PUBG in Asia servers? Because he was doing the same thing. And um, eventually he invited me to join his stream team called Pinoy Squad Team. It was a, a stream team full of Filipino streamers. Joined it. And it's what kind of got my stream to grow a bit. And when my stream started to grow, like, you know, from like one to three viewers, I started getting about 10 viewers, you know, 10, 11 viewers, nine viewers. <coughs> excuse me, chat. I mean, excuse me, people. Sorry, I keep saying chat. Um... So when my, my, my stream started to grow slowly, that's when I realized, that's when I, I started to think, man, if I keep doing this, it's going to grow to like maybe one day summit level. Of, of course, you know, me being very ambitious, that, ambitious at that time. That's what I was, I mean, I'm still ambitious, by the way. But at that time, when I, I was being very ambitious, and I, I thought to myself, I could, you know, maybe one day grow a stream like summits. Because summits always going to be my inspiration. And... That's when I, uh, about November, you know, October, November, stream was growing. December, I applied for a partnership. Uh, we had this thing in the Philippines called Fast Track Partnership where, um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think at that time you had to average about 20 viewers um, and or 20 subs. And you could apply for fast track partnership. So I think fast track partnership was something that was uh, implemented by Twitch, where they reached out to, I guess, countries or uh, countries with small Twitch communities, and fast uh, and basically partner streamers with potential, I guess, um, to kind of grow Twitch in a certain region. I guess it was like that. Again, if I'm wrong about it, feel free to correct me. But uh, I believe that's what it was for. And so I heard about fast track partnership, and I was like, ah, I mean. Why would I apply? I mean, my stream's not so great. But at that time, although I wasn't averaging like a solid 20 viewers yet, uh, we were averaging a lot of subs. I think at that time, um, I was averaging about 20 to 35 subs. Um, and I thought like, okay, maybe maybe I can apply. I mean, it does say that 20 viewers are like 20 subs and or like 1,000 followers or something. At that, at that time, I didn't have 1,000 followers, but I felt like the sub count was something that could back me up. So I did apply for partnership in first week of December. And then I think I got partnered and yeah, I got partnered in January two of two thousand eighteen. And when I got partnered, that's when of course it was it's it's it was one of the most amazing things that happened to me and I started 
thinking like, oh crap, um, you know, if I got partnered and everything, it feels like, it felt like everything was falling into place. And that's when I f- was further convinced that I wanted to stream. And um, long story short, uh, there were some things that, that there were some decisions I was forced to make in my career. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it on this podcast, but you know, there were, there were some things that forced me to make decisions for my career if I wanted to continue doing videography. Um, and I, at this for, at this forklift, uh, what did they say? Forklift. Sorry, not forklift at this fork on the road. Uh, my brain's just all janky right now. Um, at the, at, at this, I had a fork on the road guys. Um, it was either I, I take, it was either I, I, I continue doing videography or I get into streaming and this fork on the road, uh, kind of was was I, I took it as a sign um that maybe this is the time for me to try to go all in as a streamer and if it fails i'm not afraid to start a videography career from scratch again if i if i was able to do it off of college i can do it again um so that's kind of what went through my mind so um i talked to my girlfriend about it she was she was very supportive of course she had her doubts but she was actually very supportive and she, it was it was from her as well by the way guys from mommy style where by the way mommy style guys is is um another term that my stream chat coined for the girlfriend my girlfriend's name's alex she's uh the most beautiful girl in the world and um her name uh mommy style came from chat chat uh the stream chat basically thought that you know mommy m-a-m-i is a filipino noodle dish and if I'm ramen style, then she's mommy style. So anyway, um, mommy style kind of told me, do, do you want to try streaming? Like, it seems like you, you really love streaming. Why don't you try it? Why don't you try it for a few months? You know, try it. If it works out, then see where it goes from there. And if it doesn't, then, you know, keep, then go back to videography. And, you know, her being supportive really helped, helped out a lot. I, I really owe her a lot for that. And so I, I, saw, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. So about mid uh, mid January of 2018, after partnership, a couple of weeks after partnership, I made the conscious decision to go full time as a streamer. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. It was the scariest thing I've ever done ever. Um, and to go back to the question again, the for the nth time, to go back to the question after diverting diverting the story so many times. Do you have to explain to your family what it was exactly to get it, or was there some difficulty convincing that it was a viable livelihood? Um, it was difficult to explain to them, period. Uh, especially my parents. Um, until now, of course, my parents are still worried. You know, they're like, does it really work or not? And uh, t- at the end of the day, the most beautiful thing about my family is that as much as they're worried and they, they just want what's the best for me, they also have the patience and trust in me that they, they trust that I know what I'm doing. If they didn't, then they would just tell me to stop and like just take it away from me you know they can easily just take it away from me but they choose not to because they they trust in my vision they trust in what i do um they they they, they trust that there's something i see that maybe they don't they're keeping an open mind basically and i cannot ask for a better family than than what you know god has given me really it's a it, it's it's a very sweet thing to have um to have a very supportive family um, but of course, it doesn't change the fact that it was very difficult for me to kind of explain to them what it was all about. It's hard to explain that y- you're trying to make a career out of video games. Um, 
but uh, it's still a current struggle that I try to prove to everyone and my family especially that it's gonna work out uh, because I know that people are just worried for me because you know they don't want me to go hungry and go homeless kind of thing you know what I mean and uh, they want me to be you know to go broke basically to be very frank but that's what motivates me even further every single day to grind and to make sure the stream works out that's why you know some some of you guys have asked me straight up don't you get burned out streaming um i don't because because of this exactly because if i if i get burned if i stop if i get burned out if i allow myself to get burned out then that means I, I'm gonna have to give up my dreams, and I'm gonna have to have, I'm gonna have to give it up, and and do something else. And um, nothing beats a dream of being a full-time gamer as for a living. And so yeah, that, that's like it's it's a constant struggle. It's a constant grind to prove to my family and to all the people who love me and support me and who worry about me, including my girlfriend Alex, that things will work out. Um, it's it's a daily grind for me to really make it work uh which is exactly why i show up every day i show up monday to friday eight hours a day to stream i I try to make youtube videos beyond all this i try to do everything i can to make things work um because there is no better dream for me than uh being a full-time gamer Uh, i feel like I feel like if I make the dream happen, I'll, you know, I just feel like a, I just, even right now, I feel like a better person than, than I ever was. Uh, I feel a lot more secure with myself. Um, as a videographer, although I, I was, you know, I was pretty good at it. I didn't feel elite at it. I had a lot of insecurities as a videographer. Um, you know, this is me being very frank with you guys and being very transparent. I had a lot of insecurities as a videographer. I don't know if I belonged to the industry. I don't know if I belonged, if I could hang with everyone. I would look at other videographers and be like, damn, these guys are amazing. These guys are obviously filmmakers or videographers and they have such a good eye and I felt like I didn't have that for some reason. You know, I was very insecure. I was, I, a lot of people would tell me that or at least my, you know, especially my girlfriend would tell me, no, you're, you're just as great as everyone else. Don't, like, you know, don't do that to yourself. Believe in yourself. But at the end of the day, I didn't really feel like, I felt like I, I was very insecure about my work as a videographer and if I really belonged to the to the industry. And as a gamer, as a streamer, and as someone on Twitch, it's something that I take a lot of pride in and it's something that... I, I've never been more proud. This sounds super like egotistical, but I've never been so proud of myself in terms of like what I do. Um, although, you know, being a director, being a videographer, filmmaker sounds, you know, it, it may sound a lot more prestigious to the ver- to the traditional ears than, you know, I'm a gamer or like I play video games for a living. Um, I just know that it makes me feel good and it makes me feel human. It makes me feel secure with myself. And it makes me have self-confidence and self-esteem that I never had before. Um, and it's something that I'm proud of and, and that I really would I really shout to the world that I am a gamer, I'm a streamer, and this is what I do for a living. And I've never been happier in my life. Um, it's, this is something I've always dreamed of and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. This is something that I, you know, I... I really, you know, I just really want to, 
I want to make it work. Period. Like it's something I am not gonna give up on. Uh, it's something that I I really 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 want to do for the rest of my life. Um, it sounds weird. Like you know, what are you gonna do? You're gonna be like fifty, sixty playing video games. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But uh, this is exactly what I feel. This is exactly what I, what I feel is best for me right now. It's where I feel happy. I've never been happier in my life. Um, I've never felt so like I've, I've never felt so myself, if you know what I mean. Uh, I think as a videographer, I, I would try every day to really try to keep up with the industry, try to, I don't know, I felt like I wasn't myself. I felt like I was trying to be someone else that uh, to be accepted in the, industri- in, in the industry as a videographer. But in the gaming world, I feel like very myself. I can be the, the, the nerd I am. I can be just who I am, period. And that's the beautiful thing about gaming, I think. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just to, I, I hope that wasn't, I answered your question a bit, Scherzo. Um, again, I, I know this was a super long and diverted question. I, I went into different directions with this. It was, an, uh, it was a really good question, though. And when I read this question on Discord, I was like, this is a perfect question to kind of revolve the whole episode around. And yeah, so that's, that's my answer to the question, Scared. So I hope, I hope it, it was a good one. I hope, you, I hope it wasn't too long. <laughs> it was a really long answer. But uh, yeah, so... Thank you for asking that. I think that was a, a really uh, great, great question. But bottom line is, um, the, the last part of his question was that convince um, was it was there difficulty convincing them was a viable livelihood. I'm still trying to convince them, and it is difficult, but I will make it work. So, yes, scared. So that that is my answer. Um, you know, I've been I've been rambling now for about an hour. Uh, there are a couple of more questions, but uh, I think that was the best. Like that was a question I felt like that that could make this podcast what it is. Uh, so this episode two, guys. This episode two. I, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys took a page out of it. Um, hopefully it wasn't too boring. <laughs> I, I you know looking at the timestamp right now. I've been recording for about an hour, uh, an hour and a minute. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably cut it short here. I'll end it here. And um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, guys. Don't forget to catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ramenstyle. Subscribe to my YouTube as well, youtube.com slash ramenstyle. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash twitchramenstyle. And please, 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 if you guys enjoy this, share the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about the stream. It really helps me um, continue as a content creator. Um, Yeah, guys, thank you guys for the support from day one. I cannot thank you guys enough for allowing me to do this. I never thought I'd reach a point where I, I the success of the stream, uh, again, I'm not the most successful stream in the world, but in my own world, I never thought I would reach this point as a streamer. I never thought I'd meet all of you guys, all of you guys who have been supporting from PUBG days, CSGO days, Rocket League days, all the way to the Tarkov days today. I appreciate every single one of you. And I cannot thank you guys enough for allowing me to do this every single day and and, and uh, helping me to continue to convince my family that I'll be alright and things will grow and we're all going to make it. So yeah guys, thank you again for, for hanging. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm back boys, I'm back for, for the podcast. So episode 3, we'll, I, I won't make another 6 months go. We'll, we'll work on episode 3 ASAP, right? So again, thank you for watching. 
Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you're having have. Hope you're having a good life, guys. Uh, there's one thing I I always say on my stream. It's that just spread the positivity, spread the love, spread spread optimism. Because I feel like we don't get enough of that. You know, um, so much negativity nowadays. And uh, yeah, spread the love, guys. Spread the love. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, spread the podcast. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you for listening, guys. This is the end time saying goodbye. I should probably say goodbye by now. GG, guys, and I'll see you on the next episode of Little Cart or on, on stream, guys. Thank you guys for watching. And uh, yeah, GG, well played, boys.